0: Hello, my name is Janelle, and welcome to the Genuinely Janelle podcast. I believe everyone's stories, including my own, matters. Stories help me gain a better understanding of myself, the world, and connects me with other people. So I hope through the stories of my life and the conversations I have with others, you will one day find the confidence and courage in your voice to share your story. Now, let's hear a story. It feels so good to finally be back. The last episode I published was in August 2021, which was four months ago. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. If you've listened to my past episodes, thank you so much for being patient with me. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Since it's been a while, before I dive deep into today's topic, I want to share some life updates with you all. Number one, I caught my first legal sized opal eye and sheep's head at sunset cliffs. It's a pretty big deal for me because for the past months when my partner and I would fish, I would just journal write, put very minimal effort in fishing, or take a nap on my beach chair. So it was a great experience to actually catch legal sized fishes on the day I was intentionally serious in fishing. Number two, I celebrated my birthday in September and I'm finally 26 years old, which doesn't feel any different than when I was 25 years old. I stopped consciously keeping track of my age after I turned 21, so it takes me a minute to actually remember my age. Number 3. I'm still in the process of completing my Certified Nonprofit Professional Credential Program. The Credential Program fell into the low-priority section of my life towards the summer, so this month, I'm gradually picking up where I last left off with my courses. Number four, I'm still in the process of reclassifying my position at my current full-time job. I'm intentionally being as patient as I can be because I understand that it's a process and I have full faith that what is meant for me will happen in God's perfect timing. Number five, I've made a lot of progress in my personal training sessions thus far. It's been almost 10 months since I first started training and it really amazes me how much I've grown mentally and physically. As of right now, my current personal records are 100 pounds in beltless barbell squats, 55 pounds in bench press, and 165 pounds in beltless sumo deadlifts. I'm also really proud that I'm currently able to hip thrust 210 pounds, and I finally did five unassisted pull-ups. So now that I've shared a few of my life updates, let's finally dive deep into today's topic, which is about my experience navigating and overcoming seasonal affective disorder, also known as seasonal depression. Although good things have happened in my life these past couple of months, I want to acknowledge that my seasonal depression really kicked my butt this year. For context, if you've forgotten or if you're a new listener, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder when I was an undergraduate student. I'm in a much better emotional and mental state than I was in several years ago, but my anxiety and depression continue to ebb and flow. Since my diagnosis, I've experienced seasonal depression every year during the middle of August, to the end of December. I don't often talk about my seasonal depression because a common remark I get is along the lines of, you live in San Diego where it's sunny all the time, so that doesn't make sense. Or, how can you be sad when you have such a great life? My main symptom of seasonal depression is fatigue, and I just don't have the energy at all at the time to explain to people what I'm going through. Yes, I live in San Diego, and yes, it is predominantly sunny year-round, but it's such a huge misconception to think that I and anyone living in this city is exempt from experiencing seasonal depression. In fact, Summertime Sadness is more than just the title of a song by Lana Del Rey. It's actually real. It's exhausting to experience seasonal depression in addition to everything else going on in my life and the world. For my seasonal depression, I don't know how this happens, but my body can feel the transitions from summer to fall to winter. Towards the end of August, transitioning into September, it's the time where the temperatures in San Diego are warmer than usual. During the transition from fall to winter, the days become shorter. So in San Diego, the best way to describe the weather right now is that it's super cold in the morning, warm to hot in the afternoon, and then super cold again in the evening. The transition of the seasons and the inconsistent weather is overwhelming for my mind and body, which is why my main symptom is fatigue. I feel exhausted every single day when I experience seasonal depression. It's an ongoing battle with my body where one day I have difficulty sleeping and I'm exhausted. Then on another day, I'll sleep for eight or more hours, but when I wake up, I'm still exhausted. Fatigue leads to other symptoms I experience, such as losing interest in activities I once enjoyed, low energy, and social withdrawal. For the past couple of months, I haven't had the energy and oftentimes I haven't been in the mood to do things that I enjoy such as fishing, hiking, and just leaning into my creativity. It takes a lot of energy for me to do things, especially be in social settings when I experience seasonal depression. I appreciate being asked to hang out with my friends and being invited to social events. However, during August to December, I will most likely cancel or decline plans and it will take me several months to reply to one text message. As much as I love to hang out with my family, friends, and loved ones, I just don't have the social energy to do so. I also experience random waves of immense sadness that activate my panic attacks, cause me to cry sometimes to the point where my eyes are swollen, and I have a lot of overthinking thoughts. So no, it's not a great feeling to experience seasonal depression, especially considering that my birthday falls in September. I love acknowledging that it's my birthday, but it takes a lot of energy and mental preparation just for me to celebrate it. My seasonal depression was amplified this year due to feeling overwhelmed at work, traumatic experiences at home, and the overall seasonal change. I noticed that in October, I was on the verge of becoming burnt out from my seasonal depression. So during November and in this current month, I chose to cancel, decline, and reschedule so many plans with family, friends, and loved ones because I wasn't okay. I didn't have the energy mood, nor the overall capacity to constantly go out with people. I didn't want to be completely isolated from everyone, but I needed the space and time to be alone, rest, and sort things out for myself. I knew I wouldn't be able to take care of myself if I was going from one event to another or if I was surrounded by a lot of people. In the past couple of months, I felt like a grizzly bear that needs to hibernate, but I knew it wasn't realistic for me to sleep every day until the springtime, so I chose to navigate and overcome my seasonal depression one day at a time, one step at a time. There are five things that have helped me in navigating and overcoming my seasonal depression this year. Number one, alone time. The main way I've navigated and overcome my seasonal depression is by setting aside time to be alone to rest, sit in silence, take myself on a date, talk to myself, and write in my journal. This year of alignment and intentionality, the way I view self-care changed, and I value alone time so much more. In the past, when I was an undergraduate student, I would always talk about self-care and self-love. However, I realized that I was treating self-care, especially rest, as a reward. I value self-care, but I wasn't practicing it unless I felt like I earned it. I realized that I don't need to earn rest or time for myself. I deserve it. I deserve to give myself the one-on-one attention that I would give other people. I deserve to rest and not feel guilty about it. Setting aside time for myself has been so powerful and uncomfortable because it's when I'm doing my heart and soul work. The moments I'm alone are when I build more self-awareness uncovering parts of me that I wasn't paying attention to because I was so busy doing one thing after the other. The moments I'm alone are where I get to ask myself so many questions, which include, how has this impacted me? What activated these thoughts in my head? Who do I feel comfortable and safe sharing this with? When will I make this next power move? Why do I feel this way? I love my alone time because it provides me with the opportunity to figure out what really sets my soul on fire, learn more about my strengths and weaknesses, reflect on how I can be a better person, and so much more. My favorite alone time activity is journaling, because it's my informal way of praying. I begin every journal entry with, Dear God, so that I'm literally writing a letter to God of all the emotions and thoughts that I'm experiencing. I love that I don't need to formally structure my words or sentences, I'm able to just write everything down, truly releasing anything and everything in my mind. I love journaling and talking to God because I'm capturing where I'm at that present Moment. When I reread my journal entries, it warms my heart because I literally tell myself, wow, that was such a challenging and rough moment, but see Janelle, you got through it. So it's okay that you're not okay right now, feel what you need to feel, cry if you need to, Then once you're done, let's keep moving forward because everything will be okay. You will be okay. Number two, communication and boundaries. Although I graduated with a degree in health communication, I admit that I wasn't the best in communicating when I would experience seasonal depression. Instead, I would, in essence, ghost people. I would constantly cancel plans, not reply to text messages for a long period of time, and make several excuses to people for my behavior rather than just being honest that I wasn't okay. At the time, I didn't want to constantly explain to people, nor did I feel the need to do so, but I realize now how important it is to communicate my boundaries and give folks the opportunity to understand me. After all, I can't expect folks to honor my boundaries if I don't communicate it to them. It has been so powerful for me and I felt such a huge weight off my shoulder this year in the moments I communicated what I needed for support, I was honest with folks that I wasn't okay and I set my boundaries to protect my peace. Number three, fishing and hiking. At the beginning of the pandemic, more specifically when California experienced the very first lockdown, my partner rekindled my hobby and interest in fishing and hiking. I mentioned earlier that for the past several months, I was putting minimal effort in fishing. Although my seasonal depression caused me to lose interest in fishing for several months, I still accompanied my partner because it was very therapeutic for me to be surrounded by water, to soak up as much sunlight as I could, and to see my partner fishing. When I'm at the beach, lake, pier, or surrounded by a body of water, Memories of the good moments of my childhood enter my mind, reminding me of how far I've come and how far I have yet to go in life. When I'm hiking, specifically in an area where there is a lot of biodiversity, I feel grounded in realizing that despite all the damage that is being done to this earth, there is still new growth that occurs. So when I hike, I'm reminded that my moments of darkness won't last forever. Number four, Moonlight and Rocky. I'm so thankful for my dog children, Moonlight and Rocky. It amazes me at how they just know when I'm experiencing my seasonal depression, and generally, when I'm not feeling well, without me even having to say anything at all. When Moonlight and Rocky get anxious, their tendency is to immediately go to me and cuddle. I can feel their bodies trembling, and sometimes their breathing gets a little heavy. Yet, just by simply cuddling and talking to them, they calm down. When I'm frustrated, crying my eyes out, or on the verge of having a panic attack, Moonlight and Rocky look at me with such innocent eyes, and one of them always runs up to cuddle with me, lick my tears away, kiss my hands, or just sit on my lap until I tell them that I'm okay. The bond that I have with Moonlight and Rocky has helped me overcome my seasonal depression because all it takes is for them to just look at me with those innocent eyes to remind me that although I'm not okay, I will be. And I have their unconditional love to support me. Number five, personal training. One of the best investments I made for myself this year is towards my health and fitness, specifically finally taking the leap in working with a personal trainer. When I was younger, PE, also known as physical education, was one of the easiest classes for me because I genuinely enjoyed playing sports and one of my favorite activities was running. Like, I loved to run. However, after high school, my health and fitness wasn't as much of a priority for me. I did run a few 5Ks, but other than that, I solely relied on my fast metabolism metabolism to get me through life. Witnessing one of my younger brothers become fit and physically stronger amidst the pandemic really inspired me to become physically stronger too. Through personal training, I've grown stronger mentally and physically as well as have become more consistent and disciplined. My personal training sessions helped me overcome my seasonal depression because I used any negative emotion or thought I'm experiencing to energize me to push through with every rep and each set. In other words, personal training has become an outlet for me to be able to release my negative emotions and thoughts that were hurting me and transform it into good energy that helps me to become stronger. I chose to share this story with you all to bring awareness of how seasonal depression has affected me and what I've been doing for the past couple of months to take care of myself. Seasonal depression is real and it's not a pleasant experience. If you're listening to this podcast episode and you have seasonal depression, I empathize with you because experiencing, navigating, and overcoming it is not easy. I acknowledge that the methods I use for myself may not work for you and that's perfectly okay. I hope that by listening to this podcast episode, you acknowledge that it's okay to feel what you're feeling right now. Find what works for you in navigating and overcoming your seasonal depression Give yourself grace for what you're going through and recognize that you're not alone in this battle. You may not be okay right now and I hope and pray that one day you will be. Thank you so much for allocating time in your day to listen to this episode. I look forward to sharing another story of mine in the next episode. Stay tuned and in the meantime, I hope you have a relaxing and productive day.